Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This is a podcast from The Bugle. A taskbar notification arises to tell you it's time to start your day. You check your emails for the morning's schedule and then the Maps app tells you that your train is running 15 minutes late. Just enough time to track your breakfast macros and get some steps in on your step counter. Your messenger app alerts you that your parents are telling you that they love you but you don't have time to look at it properly because if you do, they'll get a notification that you read it and then they'll worry if you don't reply quickly enough. You check your social media instead. Your podcast app has a badge in the corner, something new to parasocially engage with. What can it be? Your thumb plunges towards the glass of the screen. It's the Gargle, the sonic glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for visual world. I'm your host, Alice Fraser, and your guest editors for this week's edition of the magazine are Tom Ballard and John Robertson. Welcome. Hey. Hello. I like that you can say A as a kind of an all-encompassing all just... Noise. Every John. emotion. Yeah. Every yeah. emotion indeed. It's the Fonz, it's a Pokemon together in the one place. I like all my <laughs> pop culture references dated as all hell. <laughs> are they still doing Pokemon? I guess that's still a thing, right? Are they still I Pokemon? was hoping you'd ask, are they still doing Happy Day? <laughs> no, Joy went away a long time ago, Tom. <laughs> hey, Henry Wickler doing some of his finest work at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Now, before we curl up together in the pillow fort that is this week's top stories, let's have a look at the front page of the magazine. The front cover this week is chef celebrity Jamie Oliver posing provocatively with a budget-friendly bowl of gourmet gruel that you can make during any cost-of-living crisis. Are you cutting costs, John Robertson? Absolutely, in every way. I'd, I'd like to be cutting and eating the rich, is what I'd like, getting through their fondue-like skin to their camembert-like entrails. But uh, no, no, mostly I'm just sitting around using the same simmering resentment I have since about 2007. That's my recycling. <laughs> is that how you're heating your home at the moment? Yeah, no, just endlessly, just sort of sitting around, you know, kind of angry at political figures that don't exist anymore. You know, it's great. It's great fun. John Howard yep. is the worst. Yeah, oh, yeah, I've got, I've got ageing satirist disease. You know, it's just like, no, 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 the thing that was evocative to me when I was young, that's still important now. You kids don't know who Keating is, right? Tom, what about you? 
Uh, yeah, I'm rich. I'm fine. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to peel back your brie-like face. <laughs> well, I also don't live in broken Britain, which I feel like is a really big advantage where, yes, cost of living is going through the roof and the pound is falling and everything's on fire. Is seems to be the impression I get of the uh, general England situation. Is that the vibe? Yeah, more or less. But Australia is going into a third year of La Nina, so nothing's on fire. Thank goodness everything's just flooding instead. That's fun. The fires were flooded. That's how it's changed. (laughs) (laughs) The satirical cartoon this week is the Tory Party Conference. Sorry, that's just a picture of a satirical tumbleweed. Sort of a Rorschach test for your favourite political failure of the moment. Just imagine that and then imagine what it would make you think about. Top story now, Chunky Bear News. Uh, This is the news, the annual news, but it's news this week, uh, that the chunkiest bear in Alaska has been elected uh, after some tampering with the polls. Uh, Tom, you know about Chunky Bears. Can you unpack this story? (laughs) Okay. First of all, f*** you. And also, yes, Chunky Bear is my future as a, as a a chubby gay man. But I don't think the mayor has been elected to any sort of position of power. I think that's that's an incredible part of the story that I'm not across. I, for but... one, welcome our new fat leader. <laughs> yes, indeed. No, it's Fat Bear Week. It happens every single year. And basically, uh, Fat Bear nerds vote for the bear at Alaska's Katmai National Park that is... The, the fattest of bears, according to popular will. It's a very popular competition that once and for all answers the question, does a bear shit in the woods? And the answer is yes, they do. And they're f***ing massive shits because these are some massive fat bears. <laughs> the voting results were announced on Fat Bear Tuesday, which is uh, the name of a controversial new night at my local gay bar. <laughs> the winner in 2022 was a bear, a fat bear in fact, dubbed 747, weighing in at a hefty 635 kilograms. Hey, look, lockdown's been tough on everyone, okay, guys? We've all had a rough trot. 747 took out the title in 2020 and returned to wrench the title away from the leading favourite, Otis, a large adult bear who once ate 42 salmon in one sitting, presumably because he'd just been through a really bad breakup. (laughs) Unfortunately, Otis wasn't deemed to be sufficiently fat enough this year, but to his credit, he did really well in the swimsuit section. (laughs) There was a voting scandal. Officials detected 9,000 sudden spam votes for 747's semi-final opponent, 435 Holly. They deleted the votes and notified all the competitors immediately, all of whom responded by saying, Spam! Nom, 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 nom. Because they're they're very fat bears, Alice, you see. Yeah, Yeah, it's great. We could have done the Nobel Prize. It's not political either. It's also this week, but I preferred the fat bear story. (laughs) I just really like the idea that they're large enough that we can change the play school opening. There's a bear in there and nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) I like the competition too, and I watched a few of the things. I just wish the stakes were a bit higher. I think the winning fat bear should be able to eat the loser, right? So the thinnest bear should be consumed by the winning fattest bear. I think that that would sort of like improve the competition uh, markedly. That's just my take. Well, also, I, I'm sort of confused why this is a vote-in competition because surely the fattest bear is, is an objective quality. It's not just the fattest-looking bear or the friendliest-looking no. fat bear or the most photogenically fat bear. I feel like the, the, the core of this competition is flawed and there is a measurable quantity at stake here that could be on the table. No, fat, fatness is a state of mind, Alice, okay, and particularly when it comes to a bear. Like, some bears might be technically fatter than some bears, but it's like... Do you embody and represent the fatness of the bear? Like, do you carry that with you in your heart and your soul and everything that you do? And, you know, like, that's that's sort of a more intangible quality that people are voting on. 
That's democracy. I would love to be a bear. The bears, like the hibernation system is so good. They eat for six months and then they just sleep for six months. I just think like, that's pretty much my lifestyle now. It's just organized better. But I just, I really, I really think that that would be a better way to live, you know? Do you want the social media joy of having people vote as to how well is Tom sleeping now? He is the sleepiest of all the comedians. Look at him, Pudge, you know? I reckon if you're asleep for six months, then you just you just webcam it, because I'm sure there's someone mm. who'll pay for that. And then you wake up uh, after six months and you've got heaps of cash and also some stalkers. It's a very simple bit of stalking. They know where you are. You didn't move. <laughs> yeah, that's a very... I'm stalking a hibernating bear. I'm extremely lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way that the contest like sells itself as something like doing incredible work. Like the website says that the contest is a way to celebrate the resilience, adaptability, and strength of cat mice brown bears. And it's like you're voting on fat bears, okay? Let's not let's not overstate. You're looking at some tummy bears. You're going, that's a bit cute. Look at that fat one. I like that one. I'm voting on it. You're not celebrating the strength of these motherfuckers. Just just chill out, everyone. Go and fetch the holistic dictionary. <laughs> Resilience. That's that's a positive word. Put strength in there. Oh, Christ. Your ad section now, because you can't be what you can't buy. Are you struggling with all the hokum bunkum and all-round piffle coming out of the mouths of public people, whether it's politicians, advertising men, or just your neighbour Rodnick Herberger and his insistence that you put your rubbish out quietly while he wakes thrice weekly for his international yodelling choir's 4am Zoom meeting? You need... The Hypocrisy 3000, sifting through the soup of content for the chunks of hypocrisy. Whether you need an I told you so or just a quiet what source for the goose, the Hypocrisy 3000 will hypocrisolve all your doublespeak, double-down problems. Using the censored code from a decommissioned Russian artificial intelligence project, the Hypocrisy will listen to everything everyone says and then ruthlessly expose their petty and vulnerable self-delusions to the point of nervous breakdown for all involved. The Hypocrisy, available online today, may cause incontinence not to be used at weddings or important social events. Please avoid the use around middle-aged men. Their hearts can't take it, and their delusions are all that keep them going. (laughs) And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by this season's least gritty reboot. Run through the bitter filter of life, biding its time until the opportunity strikes. It's the other half of the glass of water, available in your glass today. In a world just like our own, but it's yesterday everywhere. What happened? Not much. Who's the hero? You let yourself down. The world of yesterday, whatever the opposite of a thriller is. (laughs) I felt physically wounded by the you let yourself down. Are you the hero of your own life, John? No, not now. I thought I was. At best, I'm a background player. (laughs) Yeah, be an NPC in your own adventure. Well, I kind of am. I mean, I pay rent for God's sake. I'm absolutely an NPC. (laughs) Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com weightloss weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Now it's time for mountaineering news. Uh, this is the news that a Briton has attempted to uh, climb Mount Blanc wearing a tracksuit. John Robertson, you're in England at the moment. Can you unpack this story? I absolutely can. In the finest possible traditions of a British person walking into a climate they don't understand and presuming that because they had an empire they can handle this one, baby. Um, a man has gone up a mountain in the ice and the snow and the wind and the rain, walking across the tundra without any of the provisions required to do it. Uh, one of the great sentences in the article I read about it uh, points all of this out and then says that he is an aerospace engineer. <laughs> so there's no hope, folks. Uh, you can be hyper-intelligent and still just suicidally stupid at any time. I mean, it's not rocket science, but even if it were, <laughs> this guy would still do it. Yes. My, my feeling about this guy is that he probably wasn't worth rescuing. Like, he seems like the sort of man <laughs> that if he had sent the St. Bernards, he would have just drained all the brandy and sent for a second dog. You know, it's of no value. He, um... He was challenged as to why he didn't have any provisions. And he said, no, I had them. I just got rid of them. They were holding me back. <laughs> I mean, it's heartbreaking. He was, he was in a really bad way. He was quite extremely in hypothermia, which is about 10 degrees less than the hypothermia limit. And uh, apparently he was in a zone that he shouldn't have been able to get to. He would have had to cross uh, crevasses and holes and various things in order to get to the place that he got to. So he did some quite extreme climbing while dressed in this uh, tracksuit and then collapsed in a hole in the snow, as was always going to happen. Yeah, he, he did a lot of extreme climbing in the wrong direction. It, it's so fantastic what you've done. If only you'd looked where you were going. Um, what one, one element that we haven't discussed yet is the rescue helicopter, uh, which popped by uh, the day before he was rescued and said, we can't land there. Sorry. <laughs> My favourite part of the story is that in August, the mayor of Saint-Gervais-les-Bains, which I assume is not how you pronounce it, uh, on the French side of Mont Blanc. So this happened on the Italian side of Mont Blanc. Uh, but the Italian side is wondering whether they should sell, send this guy the bill for his rescue. And the French side preempted that problem uh, in August by saying any would-be mountaineers have to pay a 15,000 euro deposit before they attempt the climb. Uh, 10,000 of which be, would be spent on their rescue effort and uh, 5,000 would be spent on a funeral. I sort of prefer that approach of like, be as dumb as you want, but pay in advance. <laughs> Cash up front. Nothing says like I'm going on a holiday than funeral deposit. I feel like you're in for a good time. <laughs> If you lay that kind of cash down. Apparently this is an international problem. All mountaineering areas all around the world. Uh, I don't know why this has happened, but there's been a surge in the last five to ten years of people who are climbing irresponsibly. So being undisciplined climbers uh, going up these mountains without without proper equipment just in order to take, I assume, selfies. Yeah. I assume it's selfies. Do you reckon they, they probably just watched a bunch of YouTube tutorials in lockdown and emerged from their home, couldn't even go to a park for longer than an hour, but now they can do it? <laughs> if they're obsessed with climbing, then there's just a million documentaries out there that are like how this person lost all of their toes. They're just <laughs> terrible. St all climbing documentaries are terrible stories about horrible things that happen to people. Tom? Well, let's be real. I think the professional climbers 
they like a few deaths, okay? Like, not everyone can make it, otherwise their personal achievement of climbing the mountain is way less impressive. So, let's be honest, <laughs> we need a few every year to make it, like, make it a little bit... Those documentaries would be boring as batshit if everyone came back, you know what I mean? <laughs> I also like that uh, he did manage to call the rescuers him- himself, and he later told the media, we stayed in touch for a few hours, and then I remember calling and saying, don't worry, I'm going to die in a minute, and then I blacked out. <laughs> And I'm sure that he was quite sincere and distressed, but that just reads like a really bitchy thing to say. Like, <laughs> don't even worry about it. I guess I'll just die. Cool. Or the most British thing. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just going to die on your rug here, if you don't mind. I'm so sorry. Yes, I, I'm frankly afraid I will be dying right now. Ooh, chip, chip. <laughs> Terribly sorry. It's most inconvenient. I'd shake your hand, but it's the frostbite you see, dear boy. <laughs> Now it's time for your reviews. As you know, each week we ask our guest editors to bring in something to review out of five stars. Uh, What have you brought in for us this week, Tom? Um, Alice, I've recently put on a fair bit of weight recently, quite quickly, like a fat bear. I was competing in the competition and then was told I couldn't enter. That was very annoying. And that's resulted in me developing stretch marks, which if people don't know, are sort of red lines that you get around your middle. You might be familiar with them personally, uh, Alice, with uh, with a recent babyness having. Uh, they're basically your skin's way of screaming in pain. And <laughs> I don't really know what the point of the stretch marks are. I guess they're to let you know that you're getting fatter from your body. I'm very aware of that. And you can get them from putting on weight, but also losing weight really quickly too. And I think that's brutal. Like you just put in all this work, you lose weight really quickly, take off your shirt and go, do I look pretty hot? And people go, no, you look like an elephant got f***ed up by Wolverine. So I'm reviewing stretch marks, zero out of five, Alice. John Robertson, what have you brought in for us to review? Well, uh, just just quickly, on just on the topic of fat bears, the very first Sydney gay club I ever went to, I was taken to by Tom Ballard in the year of our Lord 2006, where I turned to one of your friends and went, I'm a pretty twink. And your friend looked at me with the cold, dead eyes of a just inner city Sydney homosexual and went, no, you aren't. At best, you're a chubby otter. So there we are. That was a big day for John Robertson. <laughs> And that oh, young. I don't remember that at all. But no, you were you no no you you had taken us there, and then you went off and hung with your actual friends, and I was stuck with some <laughs> little bitch. I'm not going to lie, I was <laughs> quite upset. Um, anyway, um, what what I what I've done in an effort to uh, make my home look less diseased, um, because I am one of the 100 percent of comedians who, at the end of lockdowns decided that they had ADHD and need to get diagnosed and I reached this conclusion when I stepped over the same pile of clothing 14 times um, and realised that I just couldn't seem to figure out that it was there. Uh, I have bought a robo-vacuum because I do very well when I have a guest in the house, especially if the guest is a bit of an idiot and keeps clonking its adorable round face into everything, just banging off the walls. And um, in order to work and not just uh, scream in a robotic fashion, I have to clean the house entirely because this thing is of no use <laughs> it hates all of my other cleaning products like I'll, I'll come downstairs and it's screaming and it will have picked up the dustpan and brush and it's sort of like <laughs> a dog that doesn't like the old dog that you have and it's, it's just gorgeous and some I might have anthropomorphized it yes I have but I didn't get it for the cleaning I got it for companionship and we're very happy oh, so yeah God. five out of five and I bought some googly eyes to put on it so <laughs> oh, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life Look, us chubby otters got to have somebody, buddy. Yes. 
I mean, sure, I've got horrible stretch marks on my fat belly, but at least I'm not talking to my f***ing back. <laughs> he doesn't mean that, Roomba One. He doesn't mean that. And now it's time for our business news. Our business news this week is that... Uh, in a sort of a, um, immensely dystopian move, Meta x Facebook has decided to call its new downsizing move Vibe Planning. Uh, vibe Planning. Uh, Tom, you've planned a vibe before. Can you unpack this story for us? <laughs> Many vibes. Yeah, uh, look, they're downsizing, they're rearranging their offices. Um, apparently, Meta might be in a shitload of trouble and they're downsizing all this. They have a very... Um, amenable work from home policy as well but yes have described it as vibe planning i think it's a smart business strategy alice clearly the big wigs at meta have been watching a lot of severance and haven't recognized it as a satire and the evils of the modern capitalist workplace they've thought this is good this is good and it's the future and i think we're going to see more of it from now on companies don't downsize they're vibe planned they won't do layoffs it's feng shui we're not union busting we're creating a safe space for management we're not demoting you we're encouraging you to do self-care for less money i think you know you're really f- when you're told you're getting relocated to the metaverse i mean that's when you are really in serious trouble when it turns out uh, when you're working at meta so watch out for that Meta employees listening to the gargle. They've just invented legs in the metaverse. Like you can't, you can't diss the metaverse. There's a, did you not see this news that they've just invented legs there? They've invented legs and just in time to cut them off from their employees. It's brilliant. <laughs> what do you mean they've invented legs? What does that mean? I, I didn't say that story at all. Up until now, they haven't had legs that worked like legs, and now they're launching legs. The metaverse is launching legs is a sentence that would not have made sense even three years ago, but now seemingly has has revolutionised the space, or rather the non-space. Have they copyrighted legs? Is anyone else allowed to have legs? Or is that exclusively owned by by Mark Zuckerberg now? Yeah, so disruptive. Apparently legs are really tricky to do, and so they've done them. (laughs) Look, you wait until they innovate the knee. At the moment, it's just for standing. They're getting really specific about how they're downsizing. So not only are they firing a lot of people, they're also separating all of the people that they do have. They spent about six months working with a furniture manufacturer to design specialised noise-cancelling cubicles that it plans to install throughout all of its offices in the coming months so that no one can hear anyone else screaming. John Robertson, Mm. how would you design your ideal office? I am currently in my ideal office and I am alone. I am surrounded by every possession that I've ever had. No one needs to know that I've worn this jacket for every online show I've done in the last week. So that's several hours of sweat. And I have the small vacuum cleaner slowly bringing me a Pepsi Max. (laughs) God bless you. It's been on you for six hours. I blue tacked this on. Ah, excellent. Excellent. Oh, Lord. Is Facebook still going? What is it for? I, I basically, it's just a thing I use to remember birthdays, yep. find a new housemate occasionally, and spread my anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. <laughs> but you can do that on any platform now, really. You know, what's the unique, what's the USP for Facebook? Come on. Yeah, I, I was wondering when the destabilization of democracy was going to come in there. You know. <laughs> It's the place where friends of my mother's can comment on any publicity photo I've uploaded. Just going, why does he do this? <laughs> Lynn, why does he do it? <laughs> Those are important questions. <laughs> Bloody piano teacher from when I was 12. Stop it, John. This isn't you. That was one of them the other day. 37 for f- sake. <laughs> this isn't you. This isn't you. <laughs> 
And now it's time for our non-politics news. As you know, one of the briefs of this podcast is that we do not touch politics. Uh, and I am relieved to announce that now we have Dwayne The Rock Johnson's back in the bosom of our forum because he is not running for president in order to spend more time with his family, even though he wasn't running for president and presumably spends too much time doing bicep curls to see his family at all. Uh, John Robertson, you're a big fan of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Can you unpack this story for us? I certainly am. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, one of the most famous people on the planet, Hollywood's most bankable actor, a man who currently has about five films in production, 16 in post-production, and his own tequila company, is now just taking a little bit of time out of his busy schedule to say he won't also be the President of the United States. Unless he can do it in the jungle. In the jungle! <laughs> yeah, with his little little bloody, you know, Vice President Kevin Hart and Jack Black's there for some reason. He's very amusing. Dwayne Johnson is a busy man, but he does appear to be a very good father, at least for the 15-second Instagram clips he uh, posts <laughs> of him with his kids, which might be the only time he gets to see them. Also... God bless uh, this man, because, of course, a lot of people, when they are elected to the uh, position of the US president, get accused of various crimes, alleged and actual. Dwayne The Rock Johnson once legally bashed a man in the head 16 times with a steel chair, and that man became a UNICEF ambassador and a best-selling <laughs> children's author. So this is how blessed this man is. Tom? Look, I was well. I, I I was pretty sad about this news because it implies that he is going to make more movies. And I don't know if you've seen 2018 Skyscraper, but for me, that was basically Dwayne the Rock Johnson's Iraq War. Um, it was illegal. It was wrong. It was based on a lie. And while it didn't kill a million people, it did kill my afternoon. And so I really hope he doesn't I return loved it. to those. You loved Skyscraper. Yeah, I thought it was exactly what it was trying to be. <laughs> which admittedly was terrible, but it was successful at being the exact kind of terrible that it wanted to be. He says like he wants to be a daddy, but it's like, dude, you could be the daddy of the greatest nation on earth. Like, wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't you prefer to do that? I think Lizzo should step in. If we're talking about other celebrities that might take the Democrat uh, nomination, I'd like to see Lizzo in there. She's already playing the flutes of the uh, president, so I think she may as well go the whole hog and run i think she'd win in a landslide at this point when it becomes a, a, a popularity competition uh, i feel like almost all the skills you need to successfully achieve power in the modern in the modern world are the skills that are not consistent with having and using power oh no it's a terrible system and democracy sucks that's for sure bing 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 not allowed to talk about politics it was a trap oh, oh sorry i'm sorry talking about Dwayne me. the rock johnson and how great his biceps are. Well, if we're going to be like that, I love that I was posited as the one who's a fan of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I haven't actually watched one of his f***ing films. Why would anyone do that? Actually, Tooth Fairy, I actually thought was actually really funny. I, I was very surprised, and it was actually good. He's got good comic timing, I think. Oh, he's, he's very funny. His great skill is looking like he's genuinely happy to be somewhere, which is something that I need to work on. I briefly did radio uh, in Sydney, a lo uh, sort of a community radio station, um, and uh, the producers kept telling me to stop sounding so sarcastic uh, when I announced the bands. <laughs> I say, "Well, that was very experimental," and <laughs> apparently that was not acceptable. <laughs> if it helps you at all, Alice, I had uh, I've had two interviews over the years to go and be a breakfast DJ for commercial Australian radio, and. <laughs> When I, when I went in the first time and the engineer went, okay, John, come on in, come and sit down. And so I started talking like that and he went, got on the thing and went, what are you doing? No one speaks <laughs> like that. 
<laughs> you sound ridiculous. <laughs> Good times, great classic hits. Get out of the booth. <laughs> now it's time for our end of the show. <laughs> That's all the time we have for the show. <laughs> We're flipping. Oh, I tricky. love this segment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favourite. I used to watch Hey Hey It's Saturday every week just for end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) It's the end of the show. We're flipping through the ads at the back. Tom, what have you got to plug? Oh, people can follow me on social media at Tom C. Ballard. And if you're in Australia, you can pre-order my debut book, I Millennial, One Snowflake's Screed Against Boomers, Billionaires and Everything Else. It's out in the shops in November 30, but you can pre-order it now. I worked really hard on it. It drove me f***ing crazy. And I actually think it's good. And there's cute photos of me as a baby in it. So enjoy. I highly recommend uh, doing that. Pre-ordering is really good for books because it puts them up the rankings and various other things. Do follow everyone on social media. It makes a difference. People now look at your social media rankings when they decide whether you're going to be booked for anything even if you, the listener, do not use Twitter or Facebook or anything like that, go and follow all of your favourite acts because it will help them. John Robertson, what have you got to plug? You can find me at uh, Robotron, R-O-B-B-O-T-R-O-N, on Twitter. Uh, Mr. John Robertson uh, finds me everywhere on Google. Uh, I stream pretty much every single day at twitch.tv slash Robotron. I'm touring around the UK with my show The Dark Room, the world's only live-action video game. And depending on when this goes out, oh, in the first weekend of December, I'll be doing a 50-hour streaming charity marathon uh, for three charities like we do every year. And I'll be dead uh, before Christmas. So there we go. That'll be fun. I've also got a children's novel out, but I always keep forgetting to plug that. So let's not change that for any reason right now. No, tell them about the children's novel. Uh, Yeah, my novel, The Little Town of Maraville. Beautiful book. Uh, The second printing is out now. You get it anywhere from Puffin. The Bugle is doing a 15th anniversary set of shows. I will be on them, in them, at them via giant head screen, all of them except the first one, which is on the uh, 15th of October, uh, if you're going to that. Look them all up at thebuglepodcast.com. I'm Alice Fraser. You can find me online at, at alliterative, A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E, on Twitter and Instagram, or patreon.com slash Fraser. It's a one-stop shop for all of my stunt specials, podcasts, and blogs, as well as my weekly Tea with Alice salons. My show, Kronos, which is this year's solo show, will be coming out there in a matter of weeks. This is a Bugle podcast and Alice Fraser production. Your editor is Ped Hunter. Your executive producer is Chris Skinner. I'll talk to you again next week. You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com